Welcome to the Holistic OBGYN Podcast, episode 22. Today I'm speaking with Sarah Bivens. She's the host, co-host of the Doing It at Home podcast. She and her husband, Matthew, have created an incredible space online, safe space to talk about the virtues of home birth. Um, But it goes far beyond that. She is invested in conversations around intimacy, sexuality, relationships, all things that are near and dear to us here at the Holistic Obituary Podcast. I think you're going to really enjoy this episode. Um, Before we get started, remember nothing in this show should be considered or construed as medical advice. If you need a doctor, go see a doctor. This is edutainment at its finest, people. Um, I don't really have much more to say. This, This conversation speaks for itself. I consider Sarah very, very dear. And what she and Matthew have put together in their podcast, in their book, in their writings is um, pretty remarkable. So um, without further ado, enjoy my conversation with Sarah Bivens. Welcome back to the Holistic OBGYN. Um, I'm here with my sort of digital friend, Sarah Bivens. Um, she's the host of a great podcast. She and her husband are parents themselves. They've got all kinds of great resources out there. And Sarah will get into some of that the very, very end. But Sarah, I always love to ask people, how do we know each other? Yeah, so you said digital friend, and I love that because that's pretty accurate. We know each other through the podcasting world and through connecting there. And I actually looked this morning just to see how far back it went, and it was in 2018 when we first connected. Was it really? Yeah, so it's been a minute. And, you know, we had a a nice dialogue going, and then we had you on the podcast. We had you on doing it at home, and that was a really great conversation. We actually just rebroadcasted it, so everyone can go check that out. And and we stayed in touch, you know, here and there, dropping in, just kind of keeping rough tabs on each other. And so now here we are being able to connect in this space. Yeah, I was still working in the hospital. I remember when I found Doing It at Home. Um, That's the name of your podcast. And uh, I remember thinking, I don't know what compelled me, but I was like, I have just have to reach out to them and say, like, there are some doctors out there that really feel this, like Mm. really resonate with this. And not everybody is in a position where they were able to leave the hospital system. And I get that. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, now that I'm, I'm exclusively supporting community birth, I can't tell you just how um, for anybody out there who is an OBGYN, like how rewarding it is to be able to care people, care for people who are who are pursuing home birth and who are trying to do things outside of the the sort of purview of insurance companies. And so I, I remember reaching out to you and just lending support, and you were like, "Dude, thank you." And and then like we kind of just kept <laughs> exchanging back and forth. So I do mm-hmm. appreciate what you and Matthew put together. Um, lots of good vibes out there. So yeah, thanks. Do you want to guide us in a big, giant, deep breath or two? Um, before we get started? I would love that. Let's go for two, you know, just right. to get into coherence a little bit. So when I do it, I like to imagine I'm drawing the breath up and bringing it up, you know, expanding that belly and almost creating like an orbit around myself. So up the back and then down the front. So if anyone wants okay. to visualize that, you know, you can do that. Here we go. That's yummy. I'm, I, I like that you do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just once a day. I mean, we forget 
I just forget <sighs> to breathe. <laughs> I find myself just like chest breathing all day because I'm like so busy and frantic and running after the baby and running after this. And and then somebody's like, hey, have you taken a big deep breath today? And if mm. you do it, like it actually just the one breath, you don't need to like go and do an hour of Wim Hof or effigy or something. You can like just take a big deep breath. It really feels good. So for sure. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, Sarah Bivens, my digital and now maybe slightly less digital. I guess we're still digital friends. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, what are three things you want the world to know about caring for women? I really love this question and I love the opportunity that there, you know, it's, there's so much possibility within it. And so I thought, how can I distill this down and what are some pillars for me when it comes to this question? And the first thing, you know, to just hit hard and heavy with it is having a healthy relationship to sexuality and sexual energy is a powerful pathway to massive healing. Mm. At least that's been my experience. It's been the experience I've been able to bear witness in others and just how that that core life force energy within us that makes babies, that creates babies, that creates worlds, mm. by addressing it and having a healthy relationship to that is huge. And it touches everything. It touches every aspect of our lives, even though we get a lot of programming and a lot of coding around shame, guilt, judge, judgment mm. around that aspect mm-hmm. of ourselves. And by just taking some conscious time to analyze that, unpack it, maybe trace back some roots to where some of our formative beliefs around sexuality come from, they will probably shed some light on why we might be relating to certain things in our current life experience, whether it be with intimate partners or ourselves or our children as we raise them and um, coach them in becoming conscious, aware beings of their bodies and what they're capable of and, and their maturity. So I just think when I look back on some of my own personal transformation in the past 10 years, that's just been one of the biggest Mm. and most, you know, toughest things to tackle and yet one of the most rewarding in terms of how I now view myself as a woman, as, as a mother, as a partner, how I express myself, how I embrace the fullness of who I am, how I seek to squeeze all the juice out of life. And yes, that's a result of activating orgasmic energy outside of the bedroom. Yeah. So, and it's so connected to birth. You know, I'm in birth conversations all the time and there's, there's so, and even from a physiological point of view, which I'm sure you could speak to all the hormones and everything that's broken down in terms of paralleling a birth experience and an intimate sexual experience, they're so interconnected. Mm -hmm. And yet that can be one of the first things for us to shut down as women I've seen, and then especially moving into the transition of motherhood. And it, it can go the deepest (laughs) in terms of, you know, how, how heavy it might be. Yeah. What what came to mind there was, was when you're in the bedroom and you're having sex with your partner, right? We're, we're presuming this is a man and a woman who are going to potentially create a baby, right? So we're not trying to exclude anybody here. Right. But when when a man and a woman are having sex and a baby comes out of that, I've I've been really thoughtful about how does this baby's uh, energetics feel when they become a toddler, when they become an adolescent, a teenager, whatever. How does their life unfold when they were co-created in a space of freedom and compassion and love 
and excitement and ecstasy, mm-hmm. right? Like, and that, that comes from that sexual experience. But like, we aren't just having sex to have children. We are actually putting our energetic fields together and then co-creating this, this environment for this new soul to emerge into the earthly realm. Like there's something powerfully energetic and, and you did mention the physiology and the hormones and blah, blah, blah. Like, yes, that's a part of it. But if we were trying going to reduce the co-creative process that the divine, that the goddess and every, you know, biological female that, that, that they, that they've been, been imbued with, if we can, um, if we can just honor that, if we can hold space for this co-creative process and, 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 and remember that when we're doing that creation, like that it matters, like there's more to this than the reductive way of viewing physiology and hormones. It's not just your hormones. It's also this incredible something you feel when you're deeply resonating with your partner. Hey guys, I appreciate you taking a brief pause here. Take a big giant deep breath with me. (sighs) Ground yourself a little bit. We're going to get back to the conversation, but first I wanted to tell you about our sponsor, Waveblock. At waveblock.com you'll find that this company, which is based in LA where I did all of my residency training, um, they're creating these elegant stickers that go around the earbuds, the Bluetooth earbuds that you're listening to, you know, podcasts, probably listening right now to this podcast. Audiobooks, music, etc., all day long, cutting the grass, out at the gym, etc. They they create these little stickers that go on the earbuds themselves in order to mitigate the EMF, the radiation, this low dose radiation that's being emitted at all times, right next to your brain through your ear holes. Not so good. I've got a lot of friends in the neurology space that are like, yeah, I probably wouldn't recommend holding one of these powerful supercomputers up to my head all day long. Um, and it's no different for the other devices that we have in our life. They also make these really great stickers that go right on the back of your iPhones, so you don't have to worry about keeping it in your back pocket or your fanny pack and just zapping your gonads all day long. <laughs> Ovaries, testicles, etc. Um, yes, we said it, testicles. Get over it. Just a part of the male body. Um, <laughs> we also said gonads. We also said ovaries. We say a lot of fun things on this podcast. At any rate, these stickers are are really slick, and I'm so so happy that uh, Ben, the owner, has chosen to sponsor the show. So go to waveblock.com, pick up a pair of the stickers to put on your earbuds or on the back of your phones, and um, if you use the code Beloved, you'll save 10% off your purchase. I hope you go and check them out because without sponsors like them, we really can't continue doing the show. That's all. Enjoy the rest of my conversation with Sarah Bivens. That's so juicy. Completely <laughs> speaking my language. I'm just like nodding over here. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm in alignment with all of that. That's a great first point. And actually, you're the first person that has actually brought up healthy sexuality. I'm so glad mm-hmm. you did. And I'm already thinking, Sarah, like this is a relatively short podcast interview. We need to get you and Matthew together on a podcast. And we'll go into some of these topics much more deeply because you guys really, really do 
get it. And um, I, that's why I'm so appreciative of, of your work. So thank you. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. What's your second point? My second point is it's one of my most useful tools from my toolbox of life. And it's ripped from a page of seven habits of highly effective people by Stephen, Stephen Covey. Covey. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That book is well-worn and torn in yep. this house. We're due for a new copy. Yeah. And that is one of the habits, which is seek to understand before being understood. And again, I'm coming from the perspective of the birth world that I'm immersed in a lot and the conversations that I hear other people are having out there, whether it's making birth plans, making parenting plans. If everyone just put some effort into seeking to understand where this other person is coming from that is sharing something with you, and if you could arrive at some semblance of understanding where they're coming from based on their point of reference, their previous past experience, mm. their, their belief systems, their values. When you can do that and you can kind of hear beyond the words of what right. they're sharing and get to the essence of it, ooh, that's such, that's such a powerful thing in terms of c connecting with people, communicating, being at greater peace with yourself. Because when you understand now where a person is coming from, you're not as attached or taking as personally what they might have to share with you. Mm. Because instead, it's completely congruent and completely commensurate with the space that they come from, the lens through which they see life. Yeah. And that's just been a game changer for me in terms of you know relationships with blood family, chosen family, um, friends, uh, colleagues, et cetera, just to take a pause. Okay, let me, help me to understand where you're really coming from. And so when it comes to, you know, caring for women, I would love for everyone out there to practice that who's, who's engaging with a woman who's, you know, preparing for motherhood, whether it be preconception, pregnancy, or in the postpartum phase to just take that pause, take that moment to really ask, well, help me understand why you feel that way or why you would why you would do that why you would say that and be willing to go into those layers and be willing to to see it from their perspective it doesn't mean you have to agree there's yeah. a huge difference between agreement and understanding and to be able to see the distinction it again is a really powerful tool of awareness yeah man your points are like hitting me there's so many things I can say about that. I mean, it kind of taps into empathy. It taps into leading with love and compassion. It's like I could replace the word understand with like seek, um, strive to love Ooh, yeah. before seeking to receive love. You know, mm -hmm. um, it's like we're all entitled to be heard. Our words matter. Our feelings matter and this and that. Like, well, okay, yes. And what about this person that you're actually trying to connect with? You know, this mm -hmm. is like really the basis of what I do in the at, at end of in my end of life care in my hospice mm -hmm. and palliative medicine, which is like, I can't give you advice until I know who you are. So, like, mm -hmm. you know, if you're asking me, let's say, and you know, this this is super parallel to the birth world, but if you're asking me, like, am I going to die? Am I going to die soon? Can I give you a number? Like, no, I can't. The first thing out of my mouth is not even a number or a let's think about the let's let's use our projections from the literature or whatever else. It's like, tell me, why are you asking? They may not actually be afraid of dying or they may not yeah. actually care about the fact that they have less life. Like we're all going to die. What they really are asking about is if I if you think I'm going to die soon, I need to go and apologize to my son or I need to do whatever. Right. So it's a, it's a maybe a strange comparison, but it really, really 
it's really important in all of our interpersonal relationships, especially if you're caring for somebody who's going to be giving birth or mm-hmm. who's considering trying to get pregnant, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, so gosh, we could take that. I mean, that's a whole podcast hour in and of itself mm-hmm. to unpack that one. You're good at this. Thank you. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm my greatest guinea pig. That's what I'll say. So what I'm sharing and what I put out there, you know, whether I'm working with clients or I'm, I'm on the podcast, you know, I'm speaking from a place of, of experiential, right? you know, understanding and, and, you know, I tinker all the time with myself and I'm always asking myself these questions and looking further into these things. So, you know, I understand that the, the work is a continuum and it's, com- it's ongoing. Right. There's no, there's no end to it. So, you know, with that, you know, I'm just, I'm exploring, you know, yeah. I'm a student of all of this as well. Oh, that's a great, that's a great, that's a, that's a great, um, sort of point to be, which is that you never step into the same stream twice, not you as an Mm. individual, nor in the relationship with somebody that you think, you know, through and through, like you probably know Matthew better than anybody has ever known Matthew. And you still wake up the following morning and there is a new person here. You're not the same person. You're not the same relationship. You have to constantly be checking yourself and what are your presumptions? What What is it that you're maybe not understanding here? And mm. and are you leading with love and compassion? Mm-hmm. What is your third point, Miss Sarah? My third point is your relationship to everything, anything, whether it be a person, an experience, a place, your relationship to that determines your experience of it. So... In other words, how you choose to look at something is how it's going to show up. And that's going to be the story. And what I would add to that is you have choice as to how you are going to relate and respond to any circumstance in your life. And this is something I would especially impress upon the women moving into planning and experience like a birth and moving into motherhood. You have a choice. Mm. You always have choice. Even when things might shift around and it seems like things are limited, even within the scope of what might come up that we weren't anticipating or wouldn't ideally put on our list, you have choice in how you're going to respond to that. Mm. And so that's how two people can be in seemingly the same circumstance, but have very different experiences of it because one's choosing to relate and respond one way and one's choosing to relate and respond in another way. And all of our choices, all of them come from either love or fear. Mm. And so Mm. what space do you want to be coming from? Yeah. You know, where this comes up often in birth is that a person, you know, even my wife actually went through this with our first baby. We had a very normal pregnancy and birth. It was like six hours of labor. Baby came out and there's stitches. We, Everybody was totally fine. It was like a picture perfect birth. Mm. And one of her friends, when when um, our one of our friends, this is before we got pregnant a second time, but one of our friends was pregnant at the time, and she, Stephanie, was trying to kind of walk her through. You know, like, so what are your thoughts about this? What are your expectations? What are your hopes? What are your fears? You know, it's good conversation. It's really important stuff that maybe nobody, especially in the medical community, has asked her. And and this friend kind of like redirected the question. Was like, well, I mean you know, your birth was super easy and blah, 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 blah. And Stephanie kind of took that personally because it's like, there is nothing easy about having a baby. It doesn't matter if it's a horrific, traumatic, violent experience in the hospital, which that deserves its own conversation separately. It could be a totally normal physiologic, natural birth at home 
with all the people you love. And it's still a very, very hard transformation of spirit that you're enduring. So to, to, to label somebody as having had that easy, you know, whatever birth, you're like, oh, it was an easy, normal birth. Okay, moving on. Like that actually doesn't engage them in a real honest conversation around what this mm. was. Whereas somebody else might have had what you would consider a horrific birth experience. And they're like, I am so grateful for the medical staff and for the surgeons to do a C-section. Like we just can't apply our judgment that easily. It just doesn't, um, it doesn't serve anybody. It doesn't serve us. It, it comes off as a platitude, you know, and mm. it doesn't, it doesn't really serve us. So, mm -hmm. wow, man. So we have three, three points, foster a healthy relationship with sexuality. The second is seek to understand before seeking to be understood. I f mm -hmm. freaking killing it here, Sarah. <laughs> and then the third is your relationship to someone or something determines your experience of that person or something. Mm -hmm. Right on. Um, gosh, you're like the, uh, this is like the cleanest three things interview I've ever done. How can people find you and connect with you now that they've listened to your amazing insight? Yes, thank you. So a couple of places, our website, doing it at home, diahpodcast.com is where you could pretty much branch out into any of the ways to connect with us. But that, you know, so that's the main hub, the website. We have a book, doing it at home. It's available on Amazon. And our podcast, of course, is the where it all started. And that's doing it at home. And that's available wherever you could get podcasts. Right on. Um, I haven't read your book yet. I'm going to send me your Venmo, text me your Venmo, and I'll send, if you could send me like a personal copy, that'd be awesome. I would love to do that. Yeah, that'd be so great. Thank you yeah. so much, Sarah. We're going to be interviewing Matthew in one of these interviews too. So super stoked for that. And then we'll get you guys both on for a longer form interview. I really, really, gosh, I'm so grateful um, to have you here. Thank you. And the gratitude is mutual. I'm so excited for this space and what you're creating here. It's, it's so needed. And, you know, when you first reach out, reached out in 2018, I think you said, you know, you have an ally out there. So I love being, I love being <laughs> allies together and, and doing the work. So thank you. Yeah. The, the rogue obstetrician is kind of what the <laughs> moniker I'm picking up because I have totally gone rogue. <laughs> I love it. I see bumper stickers. Yeah, I see bumper <laughs> stickers and t-shirts and maybe bottle bottle openers or something. <laughs> All of it, yes. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Sarah, and we'll be in touch very soon. Yes. Thank you so, so much for listening to this conversation with Sarah. I hope you'll check out her podcast, the Doing It uh, Doing It at Home podcast. Um, her website's diahpodcast.com, I believe. We'll link it in the show notes. Um, we're also going to be uh, having a conversation with her husband, Matthew, who's this incredibly embodied, conscious man, husband, father. And um, I feel very, very grateful to, to meet both of to, to to know both of them. And then eventually we'll get them both back on the show together to talk about the kind of mushy-gushy relationship stuff that, you know, everybody's afraid to talk about, but we all really need to talk about. In case you're wondering, what you see on Instagram is not always what you get with anybody, even your greatest hero. We all have tribulations in life, and um, not least of which, how to birth. And uh, the conversations on the Doing It at Home podcast are incredible. So I hope to check her out. Check out her Instagram page, and um, if you need to, you can reach out to her through her website, and I'll include all of that in the show notes. Thank you so much again for, for, for tuning in. Go to waveblock.com, save 10% on their EMF mitigating technologies using the code BELOVED at checkout, 
And I'll see you next time on the Holistic OBGYN Podcast. Take care, everybody. Thank you.